Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep, the award-winning podcast with me, your host, Grace Helbig. This episode is fun as they all are. It's James DeAngelis. You might know him from Sugar Pine 7. You might know him from the Rest in Peace Source Fed. You might know him as a guy that tried to um, rent a horse from a stable here in LA and got denied. We learn all about that on this episode of Not Too Deep. We also learn about his curious hair choices and what it's like to fight with Steven Septic. It's quite a time on this episode of Not Too Deep with James DeAngelis, according to Twitter. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by the OkCupid dating app. OkCupid is the only dating app that finds you someone based on who you are and what you're into. You can answer all sorts of fun questions. We can find out if someone shares your deep love or loathing of pineapple on pizza, or you can commiserate on your views of the current state of the world. What a spectrum of fun questions. The OkCupid dating app has awesome people like you who are into what you're into, so download the free OkCupid dating app today. Finally, the last of the three amigos from SP7, Sugar Pine 7, James DeAngelis? Is that how you say your last name? DeAngelis, yeah. DeAngelis, okay. Like Los Angeles. Oh, there you go. Um, But your Twitter is with the Z. With the Z. Yeah, it took me uh, a while to figure that out. Really? (laughs) Just kept like finding random people named James DeAngelis. Who the fuck is this doctor? I know, yeah. Am I allowed to curse? Of course you can fucking curse. Shit, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, why aren't you guys verified on Twitter? That bothers That's me. The question. I'm sure it bothers you, but it bothers me. No, I mean, it doesn't bother me as much just because I don't really care about stuff like that. Sure. It would be cool if like I just woke up one day and it was like, you know, yeah. like ching ching and yeah. I'd be like, cool. Now what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Steve, I guess my life is Steve different. Has, like has been massive on Twitter for like years. Yeah, yeah. And he's not verified. Okay, so take me through. I've talked to Clay about this and when Steve was on here months and months ago, he kind of, you know, told his side of the story. Mm-hmm. Talk us through meeting them for the first time. What was your first impressions or what were your first impressions of them? You met at SourceFed? Is I met that right? Steve at SourceFed, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you worked did you work there before Steve was there? No. Okay. I um let's see, SourceFed ended, I think, two years ago okay. in March. Okay. And I had gotten hired on the September, I think, before Fun. as a PA. Fun. Oh, it was the life. It was How great. Because you went to college out here. I went to college in SF. Okay. Yeah. And how did you get hired at SourceFed? Well, it's actually a really funny story. I applied. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 no. Um, I like, I came back down because I'm from, well, I was born in Boston, but I grew up in LA, like went to high school and everything in LA. Okay. Um, went to school up in SF for film, graduated, moved back down here with my girlfriend mm-hmm. and just kind of was doing like little freelance PA jobs here and there. Actually worked on some full screen commercials randomly. Fun. Like one for like these little like go-kart race car things. Sure. That um, sounds about right. That's, that's exactly full screen <laughs> or Hot Wheels. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, this isn't cutting it because I thrive in structure mm-hmm. and I, I'm better at it now, but I had a hard time just holding myself accountable to like finding jobs and sticking with like making a schedule for myself. Yeah. Um, so I was like, for the time being, I'll get a normal job. So I, I uh, got a job at Arclight in Hollywood movie theater. Oh, at the movie theater. Yeah. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Wait, what were you doing there? Oh, just about it. Anything they needed. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I'm sure you've seen a lot there. Oh, it sucks. Yeah. It's the worst. 
the only cool thing from it is like um the random like celebrities you'd see because oh, they're true. there all the time yeah true, true, true. i saw um christopher nolan there with his family <laughs> yeah just like just there like with his under kids. the radar yeah just like over there yeah. they were just like, <laughs> like oh that's chris nolan hey what's up man <laughs> uh i saw spike lee perfect he seemed like he was in a hurry like he like the movie yeah. ended and he walked out of the theater really quickly and just like away and i was like <laughs> that was spike lee um zach braff sure and then anyone else oh yeah uh-oh no this is a good one okay um so i was working ticket taking uh-huh. and it was the premiere of nocturnal animals okay and so like i you know you have the little radio thing in uh-huh. and i'm hearing like all right, they're coming in through like the back or whatever. Oh, in the so this downstairs is like a VIP area. guest situation. Kind of, yeah. Like they were going to do a Q&A after the movie. So they had oh, Amy okay. Adams and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal there. And so I hear in the radio, all right, they're coming in the back or whatever. Oh, and no. I was like, who's coming in where? Because I was like still, I think I was like maybe a, a few weeks in. So I was still like in the hang of everything. Uh-huh. And in the lower level, the they have like the entrance to the garage where like they'll bring the uh, right. celebrities in. And so I hear the door open, like six security guards just big dudes in suits walk yeah. in and then Amy Adams just like gracefully <laughs> floats by. And I was just like, Oh my God, what? And then like a couple minutes later, Jake Gyllenhaal just like kind of came in on his own. Like he was like late, like just like walked in. Yeah. I feel like I have such a crush on Jake Gyllenhaal and I feel like so I. a disheveled kind of late, uh, shown up Jake Gyllenhaal somehow is very attractive mm-hmm. to me. Cause like you think like, well, he was obviously doing something very important. But he was late. <laughs> like he was taking care of something. Sure. And he's got a lot on his mind. Yeah. He's he's, he's a busy Jill guy. Hall. Yeah. yeah he's I got love stuff Jake Gyllenhaal. I just imagine that he was doing scratch off tickets in like his SUV and like on, had to finish before he had And it's the last one. He's living paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> come on. Should we be concerned about Jake Gyllenhaal? Is that the takeaway here? Has anyone checked in on him? That's what you should call this podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is my new, yeah, my uh, offshoot of this is going to be like, what's Jake Gyllenhaal doing? Is he okay? Is he scratching off scratch tickets? Oh, God, that would make me like him even more. Okay, so you worked at Arclight. Mm -hmm. Then you... Then I got sick of working at Arclight. For obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Because... You uh, got tired of seeing beautiful Amy Adams just float by you over and over. just pissing me off. (laughs) She's floating here and there. Um, No, I I got tired of smelling like butter when I went home. That's a very fair thing to be tired of. (laughs) So I was like, all right, well, that was fun. Um, got some free movies out of it. Uh-huh. Now let's get back to the real deal. Let's try to apply to something. So I went on the classic entertainmentcareers.net. Oh, I've, yep. I am very familiar with that. After I graduated college, mm-hmm. that was my, like, one of the top in my search history yeah. constantly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, I applied to a, a PA job, and mm-hmm. it was for Discovery Digital Networks, which... I had no idea what that was, but right. I was like, Discovery. Yeah, I um, know that as a, as a network. Yeah, yeah, like they owned, but they owned uh, SourceFit at the time. Right, so right, it was right. like that for a uh, in-studio, like PA mm-hmm. full time. I was like, cool, did that, um, got the call, got the interview, got the job. And I was like, cool, but I had no idea what SourceFed was. I right. like knew, I knew nothing about YouTube. I still don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the club. Yeah, it's pretty, it's company. pretty cool. There's just so much. Um, yeah, I just started doing that, like. Did you interview with Phil? No. No, 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 no. No. Okay. With an underling of Phil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and then just got right into it, started like, but it's, it's funny there, uh, the PAs there mm-hmm. wouldn't just do like normal PA jobs. I like set up 
lightings for the set and like filmed and camera operated. You did. You wore so many hats. Yeah. It yeah. was. I was like. At the time, I was like, this is so cool. I get to do all this stuff. But looking back, I was like, I should have been paid way yeah, more. Yeah, I was or being like used a as a production title. team. Yeah. <laughs> I was a PA. Yeah. I, I, was, I wasn't uh, allowed to be handling this equipment. Like, Lesson learned. Yeah, yeah, truly. And then I met Steve. Okay. And we just hit it off because like our senses of humor were really similar and we would make right. each other laugh. Yeah. And it became a thing like we would shoot the white wall like news video things mm-hmm. and I would uh, always just be laughing like behind the camera yeah. whenever Steve would do something stupid. Uh-huh. And yeah, we just became friends. He uh, asked me to shoot a couple of his like uh, videos for his personal channel. Okay. And then SourceFlake got canceled. Yep. And he was like, yeah, I kind of want to still be filming stuff. And I was like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you can pay me <laughs> the same amount or similar to what I'm making now I so wanna, I can sustain this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to do art, but I would like money too, please. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is history. And then the rest is history. Yeah. So how Sugar Pine 7's been two years now? Two years. Like, actually, two years. <laughs> Let's see. Hey, Siri. <laughs> yeah. um, the Apple Watches look really cute now. <laughs> oh, she's listening to me. No, never mind, Siri. <laughs> Um, yeah, two years, like a few days ago. That's nuts. But you started as the cameraman Mm -hmm. and then became a character in this world. Yeah. How did, was that just an organic progression? I think, yeah. Did you want that to uh, happen? (laughs) I mean, I love acting. I love being goofy. I love, um, like all the different aspects of storytelling, whether it's writing, like developing, producing, directing, Mm -hmm. acting, all that stuff. Um, and so I, I kind of just... We were all doing everything. Yeah. I was mostly cameraman at the beginning, but we would all kind of just do everything. And then, so I would be on camera sometimes and then it just like the dynamic of the three of us yeah. worked really well. Oh, for sure. Mm. I mean, it seems like you guys have been friends for way longer than what the yeah. timeline actually is. Yeah. Your chemistry is like very natural. And that's what we were talking to Clayton about. It's like the, how different your like on persona personality yeah. is versus off camera. And like when people come up to you, like on the street, is there, what do you think is the biggest difference for you in those two characters or just like not character, your real life yeah. person? Well, no, it's definitely a character. I try to make it a character yeah, because like, I think that there should be like a blurred line with that type of content mm-hmm. where it's like, and that's what made it work so well in the beginning was like, I don't know what's real. I don't know what's a bit. Well, that's like all when I stuff. first found yeah. you guys. I was blown away. I told both of them that I was like, I've heard of you guys at the streamies when you won like best show of the year and you beat show of the Phil. year 2017 <laughs> beat <laughs> Phil DeFranco. Yeah. And you guys don't were... worry. We got invited back uh, this last stream is to announce the award <laughs> to present it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> it's all come full circle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who are these very excited kids that are, and then I went back and I watched and I binge and I loved it. And I got mad at it because I wish that I had thought of something <laughs> like it. Cause it was very like wonder years meets like jackass meets just like reality television meets vlogging and it was very cool and um but it also i was like how real is this versus how scripted is this and that was what was so interesting and kept me watching so i kept wanting to try and find like where the scripted Mm -hmm. parts were or like where i could find like link together the different things yeah and find like when are they being real when are they being like is this really just a natural like car ride that they're having Mm -hmm. or is this like uh you know point a to point b that to get there in this scene yeah and a lot of the times we didn't even know Oh no! Like truthfully, like we kind of just did things. Like it became just turn on the camera, and back then, like Steve was editing everything. Yeah, that's right. He mm-hmm. came here and he seemed stressed out. 
<laughs> I was like, yeah. we'll make this as quick as possible because I know you have to get back to doing the 10,000 yeah. hours of work. Literally like, oh, I have to. Excuse me. See, I told you. Burpee no, it's perfect. You're human. Look, he's water. a human being. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, back then it was literally just like, shoot whatever is going on, like, you know, do our thing, like try to have an angle yeah. that we're doing, like whatever adventure we're going on. And then Steve, like we would do it and I'd be like, that was just a fun time hanging out with the friends. I don't know what that's going to become. And then Steve yeah. would find a story in it, you know, yeah, yeah. like it became like documentary filmmaking in a way when you you film so much like right. the amount of coverage you get for a documentary and then finding the story in there comes a lot in the editing yeah like, but he's finding a mini documentary every single night mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is they're all true crime yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually what i describe our show true crime it's very true and now that you guys are working with rooster teeth how long has that been going on uh, a year. A year. Mm -hmm. Has what's the like biggest change for you going from like working independently to now working under this kind of like company? Mm -hmm. Um, there's pros and cons to that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And the biggest change, like I had a lot of good changes in myself from it. Um, yeah. I just became a lot more responsible and. I learned how to hold myself accountable mm -hmm. more so when it comes to working. Teach me. <laughs> no, because I'm going to forget it. Like yeah. <laughs> every week I'm reteaching myself. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, there were a lot of areas because we were just a group of friends that were doing this and we found some success in it. Mm -hmm. But it was a lot of skill, but also a lot of luck that went yeah. into it, like capitalizing on just the moment. Timing. We had. Yeah. yeah. And so... It became like once it became a, a real job with like a parent company, mm -hmm. um, there were a lot of just areas I realized weren't being filled that needed to be like filled, you know. So yeah. I, I really like was like, OK, where do we need extra like work being done and stuff like that? And mm -hmm. I tried to like step up and do a lot more work. Versus what I did before, which was literally like film well, seems, or then just act or whatever. It seems like you put on more of a producer hat. Uh, yeah yeah mm -hmm. and it seems i mean but and that's great because yeah. i feel like there you guys each seem my impression of each of you is that you all kind of have like strong suits in different ways like yeah. director producer talent whatever mm -hmm. it might be and that kind of comes together really cohesively yeah i think that especially this past year like we've each kind of fallen into that in many different ways like i think kib is one of the He's a crazy person. Dude, his like, brain works he's in not ways. Crazy. No, I know that's what like, I mean. That's like the thing. Yeah. he come his brain works in crazy ways and makes connections that I can't keep up with. It takes me like after he was on the podcast, I was still processing hours later things that he was saying and jokes that he was making because yeah. they literally flew by my face in my brain. Like he's nuts. It's nut, but you guys are all catered to that way. It's yeah. very it's almost intimidating to shoot with you guys because you guys <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah. I've shot a couple of things with you guys and you your work ethic is like Bar none, but also I don't know about that. Well, I think we just you kinda, get shit done. <laughs> we have a lot of energy, so it seems like we know what we're doing. Sure, maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe yeah. that's the facade. I always think that when we film with somebody who like doesn't know us personally that well, sure, that I'm like, all right, don't like terrify them. <laughs> like, have a good time and make sure that they're taken care of and that they like no, feel welcome thoughtful. here. And you know what I mean. And like when we filmed that with you like, yeah. a few weeks ago, we filmed it and finished, and you left, and I was like. 
Was that good? Did she, was she? I left and was like, was that good? Did yeah, I do enough I think for everybody them? Everybody <laughs> thinks that. Literally, <laughs> but like that's what you guys do so well is you make something out of what seems like nothing, mm-hmm. and that's like, I mean, keep good luck to you. Keep going. That's an impossible task constantly. <sighs> it's it's difficult. It's um, taxing. Has there ever been an episode that's gotten canned that hasn't seen the light of day because you're like, this is inappropriate, or one of us is not comfortable? Um, maybe not for that reason but there have been a few that have just gotten cut and not seen the light of day just because Um, it wasn't up to par yeah there were a couple that you know when we started working with rooster teeth we like went on a really rigorous upload schedule to six videos a week that's insane no it's insane and and i i think we're gonna kind of cut down and level out a little bit as your peer and um elder i think you should for your own mental yes (laughs) and i'm listening to that 100 i have anxiety Mm -hmm. by osmosis watching how hard you guys work that i'm like burnout is real and like you guys are very precious beautiful brains like treat them with nourishment yeah it's 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 nuts because there's like two sides to it you know it's like put in more content it pays off but then it also like creatively drains you to the point where you're just making things and and then you're just putting out stuff that like do you really care are you proud of it Mm -hmm. and people see through that oh yeah yeah absolutely and it's hard to keep that like facade on being like it's all just fun when it's like no there's so much work yeah and and shit that goes into it well that's what i like i was listening to your guys most recent podcast on the way over and i that must be nice for you guys to kind of take off like your character hats a little bit if that's what you guys do and like talk as like friends and humans to each other. Cause sometimes it does feel like a very insular conversation that you guys are having, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like making dinner plans after the podcast. But at the same time, you don't have to say it on a podcast. Sure. But I like that you guys keep that in because it makes it feel like you're the friend that's also sitting at the table being like, yeah, talk. Yeah. I'll get tacos with you guys. Yeah. It's just like, okay, have, have fun guys. Yeah. But it's also nice to hear you guys talk about things that I'm sure you can't like really get into on episodes of the Mm -hmm. show as much and like actually be each other and like have real points of view and have real discussions with each other yeah have you guys do you guys get into like debates or arguments on that Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Yeah. actually i think it was two weeks ago maybe three weeks ago um i definitely like got upset with steve on the podcast on the podcast on the podcast (laughs) oh it's you can watch it yeah really oh yeah about Um, what he just and this isn't throwing Steve under the bus or anything like that because no. he's it my best like friend and I've have... talked to him a million times about you and know, any issues. And it seems like this has since been resolved. Oh, absolutely. Okay. No, I hate him actually. Great. Um, There's a huge rift that can never be sealed back yeah. up again. Got and it. this is adding to it. <laughs> yeah. um, no, he just like, because I, I love to be like able to be James yeah. instead of being the character. Times like right now, like yeah. I'm the character. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. No. <laughs> I like to like when I meet people or, or I go to any like events or whatever mm-hmm. do content with other people when it's not like supposed to be a fictitious super funny thing yeah i like to be myself and just talk about things you know that's a very human desire to have yeah, to right? be yourself yeah <laughs> steve though definitely likes to keep that bit yeah. alive a little bit more so yeah. and kib's similar to me though he'll like snap in and out of it when the time is right yeah we kind of noticed that when he was on here that he would go back and forth you can tell it's like it's exciting to be in the bit, but then it tires you out a little oh, bit. Yeah. And you got to like yeah. recharge and be a human being for a yep. second. Yeah. And Steve doesn't always do that. Sometimes yeah. I'll just stay in it. And like, he's really good at making it seem real. Yeah. And that's where all that comes from. Like the blurred line of like, mm-hmm. what's real, what's not. And he, um, on that podcast specifically, he just kind of kept like egging on this 
little like tiff or like fight that Kib, Kib and I had gotten into. Like okay. it was solved hours ago because yeah. Kib and I like never fight for more than like five minutes. Yeah, you had like, a conversation. Yeah, it was a done. conversation. Yeah. yeah. And he kept trying to kind of egg that on to get like more juiciness <laughs> on the podcast. And I was like, I was kind of like, no. Yeah. Like, I don't Shut want this down. or whatever. And then he just kind of kept going. And then I finally like had to put him in his pay- place a little bit. Just being like, listen, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, now I got to go back and listen to this episode. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> You're going to love it. It's really cool to hear like adult men like actually have a conversation about certain things. Yeah. Do you guys have a safe word? How do you resolve things? You just sort of get through it. Yeah. Yeah. I, right. I'm I'm like extremely open mm-hmm. with things. Like you if communicate. I have an issue, oh, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I if I have an issue, I'll just simply say it. Yeah. Bring it up. And then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Like I can't just bottle shit up if it's like something with somebody I'm like talking to on a daily basis. Like, That's what therapists would call healthy. Yeah. Healthy human behavior. No, my therapist <laughs> actually hates me. <laughs> My therapist uh, doesn't return my calls anymore. Yeah, that was her, actually. I just ignored. <laughs> yeah, she's just letting me know she's blocked me on yeah. every social hey, media. I know. You just stopped calling me. Okay, I haven't called you in a long time. <laughs> yeah, my therapist is this homeless person I found down the end of the road. I gave her a burner phone, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> a track phone <laughs> yeah. with three minutes. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I got to talk to you about Vinny. I got to <sighs> talk to you about the girlfriend. I got to talk to you about this merch. I got to talk to you about CrossFit. So we'll be right back with that's uh, the hot pockets are ready this episode of not too deep is brought to you by lisa they believe that a bed is more than just a place to sleep it's a place for relaxation and rest and they believe that everybody has the right to rest that's why they make two awesome mattresses plus accessories and bases to give your body the deep rest it needs. The all foam Lisa mattress is new and improved featuring cooling LSA 200 foam for enhanced pressure relief for side sleepers. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds technologically advanced and fun. And they have a Sapura hybrid mattress that is the perfect combination of foam and spring for pressure relief and edge-to-edge support. Their mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. And from day one, Lisa has set out to create a company with heart. That's why they donate one mattress for every 10 they sell to organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention. And to date, they've donated more than 32,000 mattresses through more than 1,000 nonprofits. And I now sleep on Elisa, and I gotta say, it's absolutely wonderful. One of the things that no one prepares you for in your adult life is choosing a mattress. So hopefully, this endorsement helps you figure that out for a little bit. Uh, and you can get 15% off your entire order at lisa.com slash grace. Use promo code grace. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash grace. Promo code grace. Not, not too deep. Support for today's episode comes from Bare Minerals. Creators of clean beauty, purity in formulation, and uncompromising performance have always been the guiding principles of Bare Minerals because they believe that makeup and skincare should make your skin better, not just better looking. What a philosophy. And this has been the Bare Minerals philosophy since they began the clean beauty revolution in 1995 with their best-selling original foundation which offers creamy lightweight buildable coverage that's naturally luminous the clean formula is made with only five good for skin ingredients all minerals including non-chemical spf protection makeup so pure you can sleep in it 
and it actually improves your skin over time. What? That's insane. It's everything your skin needs, nothing it doesn't. For Bare Minerals to be clean without compromise means good for skin formulas with proven performance. Like every Bare Minerals product, it's 100% cruelty-free. Better yet, both the original and matte loose powder foundations are available in 30 shades. So upgrade to clean beauty products. Use the foundation finder at bareminerals.com to find your perfect match. And first-time customers will get 15% off when you use the promo code not too deep. That's bareminerals.com, promo code not too deep, N-O-T-T-O-O-D-E-E-P for 15% off your first purchase. Bare Minerals, the power of good. Elliot, <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> yeah. No, the only one that still worked at SourceFed when I was there was uh, Steve Z. Oh, because he came on later, right? Yeah. No, he was there the whole time, right? But I think he came on later than Joe Lee. I think Joe Lee and Elliot all came on at the same time, and then Steve came a little bit later and then stayed a little bit later than them. You would know much more than me. That's my general understanding. I don't know the timelines. I yeah. Sometimes they talk at me and I don't listen to uh -huh. them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the only like... So Zaragoza was there. Yes, yeah, Steve Z was there. And then the only... like the I remember he made me laugh the hardest I've ever laughed <laughs> while working there. Yeah. No doubt. They did a, what was it? Some prank call thing. Steve like called um, a Walmart. Yep. This sounds perfect. And was like <laughs> pretending to call out sick. And it was the funniest thing. <laughs> I, I was on the floor like crying, like He's... where you can't inhale. Yeah. Cause you're just like, <laughs> it was unreal. He is a magical angel of hilarity. Like he's, he can just wear a poncho and stand in front of me, and I will think it's the most delightfully hilarious thing in the universe. And he's just genuinely loving his fashion. Yeah. I it's so pure and so beautiful and so sweet. Also, I love people that are generous with their laughter. Like he also oh, laughs yeah. really hard at things, and that just makes me that, love him oh, even yeah. more. Absolutely. You need that. that. Yeah. That just helps the energy in any situation. Yeah. Like knowing that like I'm around people who are gonna be laughing. Yeah. We're all gonna be laughing together. Like also Mike Falzone. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Dude, Mike's laugh is so contagious because yeah. <laughs> I'll like say something that was kind of just like a funny remark, but wasn't sure. meant to be like get like laughs. A and he'll just like, ah! Yeah. And then it'll make me start laughing more. And I was like, I fucking like you, Mike. Yeah, he laughs. I feel like he has the same sort of thing that like Harley Morenstein have where they laugh like little Catholic school girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just is so infectious to me. Yeah. I love it so much. Okay. Talk to me about Vinny. Vincent. Vincent. I call him Vineyard. Vineyard. This yep. is your dog. I'm going to show you this. Yes, and please. We'll talk about him. Please. <gasps> what? Is this a golden retriever? Yeah. Oh, my God. How old is he? He's going to be two in like a week. <gasps> so he's a baby. He's, he's got still, puppy energy. Oh, he's always like, I can tell he's uh, always going to be like. There you go. Look at this beautiful soul. Yeah. He's so precious. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's been on FaceTime the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vinny, say hi to everyone. Hello. <laughs> uh, what, what made you get Vinny? Um, he, well, we wanted a, a dog and we really wanted a golden retriever, mm -hmm. but we also wanted to like, not just like, let's get a breeder. And, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so we'd been kind of looking out for any dogs that were being fostered or anything like that mm -hmm. and came across it, um, came across him randomly one day, like <gasps> a year and nine months ago. Oh yeah. Basically. And he, uh, 
he was given up because the owner of his mom mm. had gotten cancer oh, and the wow. dog had just given birth to three puppies. And so she had to give up the puppies. Yeah. Um, and so we went to the foster home, go check it out. And one of them was already gone. Mm-hmm. And so then it was Vinny and the other one that was there. Mm-hmm. And the girl came out and put Vinny in my arms and I was like a bean. <laughs> he was this big. Eight like weeks a newborn old, baby. Like a little bean, just cute, fluffy, little floppy puppy. Oh. And I was just like, I can't believe this. Like I couldn't. <laughs> just instant connection. Yeah. And the other one was like, wait, it was like whining and crying and stuff yeah, like that. I was like, bitch. get the fuck out of here, you stupid <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> get fucking wrecked, bitch. <laughs> and uh, so we took him home that night and it was like, a very, very hard, like, four or five months. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, You puppies, guys weren't, like, anticipating. No, and yeah. we were in an apartment. And oh, dang. we were just like, we have to do this. Yeah. Because when is this going to be an opportunity again? We wanted a dog so bad. Mm-hmm. So we got him, and he was, like, just the constant diarrhea <laughs> that puppies <laughs> have. It's like babies. They're like babies yeah. where they're constantly just shitting. Yeah. Like, the worst kind of shit. It's, it's not like, normal uh, shit. It's not like a dunk. Like, <laughs> fucking... It's not like a, you know, they're not, it's not, ha- it's not handleable. Like no, you can't, God, no. it's, it's the kind that you got to scrub up. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And living in an apartment, we had one of those grass patches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no, no, no. Great in theory. Uh-uh. But then it just gets wet and heavy. <laughs> what do and you it do? smells like death. Yeah. There's piss and shit yeah. and flies <laughs> and sunlight on it. <laughs> yeah. No, we had a great time though. So you went through the trenches with mm-hmm. this puppy. But then I knew I was like, get him through this stage mm-hmm. where he's like seven months. Yeah. Because we got him when he was eight weeks old. That's so nuts. My I got my dog when she was like 10 months. So yeah. I had missed that puppy puppy face. What kind of dog do you have? Um, she's a mix. She's she's kind of a bitch, but she's got a cute face. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> that's actually how I'm described. Yeah, that's your Twitter bio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cute face, but I could be a bitch. <laughs> but I'm a full fledged bitch. Um, but I knew once we got him past that puppy stage, he was going to be just a lifelong partner. I mean, golden is. retrievers. I mean, oh I don't God, think I've perfect. ever known of a bad golden retriever. No, and if they are bad or aggressive or anything, they're mixed with something. Oh yeah, like. That a pure we don't know if he's pure but we think he is yeah but he's kind of small like he's yeah i think i saw him on your instagram and i that's why i didn't realize he was a golden retriever because he looked a little more miniature yeah he's tiny but like but he's uh, also two years old yeah he's two years old and he's just like there's actually um field golden retrievers and what's the other one Uh, the other kind there's like two kind of branches oh i didn't know that so field retrievers are less common and they're um smaller and more slender because mm-hmm. I think they come from like maybe like herding or something in the sure, past. Sure, sure. So he's like, we think he's a of field that. golden retriever. So he's just like, cute. Yeah, well, I smaller. mean, that's more apartment handleable. Yeah. And it's like a goldfish. When you keep a goldfish in a small tank, it doesn't grow. <laughs> so we, we raised them in an apartment so he didn't grow. <laughs> so you're, you're binding your dog. Yeah. yeah that's real sweet. I, he loves it. <laughs> uh, do you bring him into the office? Um, sometimes I, I really like to not have extra responsibilities when I'm at work. Yeah, though. that's fair. So we have like a great dog sitter that watches him and he's got all his friends there. That's great. So I'd prefer him to do that. That's cute. Yeah. Okay. You started CrossFit. Is this real? Yeah. <laughs> fucking, I've gone three times. <laughs> okay. First of all, why CrossFit? Why not? Okay. Fair. <laughs> no, uh, genuinely though, because my girlfriend started going a month mm-hmm. before me. It's it's like a CrossFit class where yeah. there's like five, six people. Oh, that's nice. And See, yeah. I get intimidated by the bigger classes. No, people. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I, I, like 
I would be down to do a private one-on-one if it wasn't so expensive, but the yeah. class thing, it's like a really good deal. This little gym near my house, it's like a CrossFit gym. Cool. And so my girlfriend started going a month before and was just like, this is really like helping me. It's just, it's so much easier to work out when you're just there with somebody being like, do this. When you have accountability to someone and it's out of your brain and they're just telling you what to do, you follow And that's directions. my biggest problem. Yeah. It's just holding myself to like a strict order of whatever. Yeah. Um, but so I've gone three times now and it's great. I die every single time. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's, I watched recently on a flight back, the last flight I had back to LA, I was like scrambling for any source of entertainment to avoid yeah. any work I had to do. And there was a documentary about CrossFit games, like the international CrossFit like games. on the TV on yeah, the plane? Yeah, on the TV. That's what you chose to watch? And that's what I chose to watch. Instead of... I don't know, Ant-Man? Yeah, no, I... You didn't watch Ant-Man? I chose CrossFit over Paul Rudd, okay? Look, I'm not proud of it, but here's the outcome. I loved it. it. I was watching it, getting ready in my head to, like, sarcastically hate it, make fun of it, like, shit on it completely. All of these people are the most joyous people oh, I've yeah. ever seen. It's like a cult. They're all so supportive of each other. They're the most physically fit beings mm-hmm. I've ever seen. I was texting Elliot the whole time, like making jokes about this documentary being like, yeah, then they're going to like carry a tractor through a swamp and have to walk on their hands for a mile. And then they had to do that like yeah. a half hour later. And I That's was like, fucking nuts. it's the crazy. shit that like they like, oh my, it's, it's unreal. Like, you look at things and you're like, okay, that's doable. And then you start doing, you're like, what? (laughs) But then you also know, oh my God, this is going to make me a superhero. Like I'm not trying to get like super ripped or built or anything like that. I just want to get in like good shape. Just be capable of like lifting things. Exactly. And not be winded all the time or tired all the time for no reason. Are you lifting tires? No. Okay. What's the craziest like thing they have you doing so far? um, I don't think this class gets too crazy uh-huh. like it's i'm pre- sure it's there's like more advanced level. ones yeah, yeah. it's kind of just like the thing i like about it is like i think it's called a superset that they do where they're uh-huh. like there's this exercise this exercise and this exercise mm-hmm. you do a set of that a set of that a set of that and then you kind of go in that rotation instead of like okay just do a bunch of lifting so it's or like something like that keeps it interesting yeah and each one's kind of working a different part so okay. you're you're it's more efficient. Yeah. I feel like you're working a few different areas rather than just like, I'm just going to do biceps. Today. It's just leg day. Yeah. It's yeah. No, don't, no days off. baby. <laughs> <laughs> no days off, but I canceled one of mine last week. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, cheers to when this episode comes out, you will be a contender in the CrossFit games. Oh yeah. That's what mm-hmm. we're knocking on wood about. Um, how was the horse search? No were luck. You- you were okay. Can no you luck. give us any insight on what this was? Um, that's really funny that you <laughs> that you brought that up because that was just such a random thing. Yeah. So Jamie, you know Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. One of our producers. He mm-hmm. um, because we're always like figuring out ideas and activities to go do, and he's like, "Yeah, horseback riding. Like, there's a, you know." So this is just stuff. an idea for an episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the funny thing too is, Kib's like deathly allergic to everything. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> e- every animal gives him like in- intense allergies. Uh huh. And we always have dogs in our office, um, but horses apparently like just uh, really attack him. Like, oh, are the most intense? Yeah, yeah. he's like he went horseback riding with his wife and was just like dead yeah. from it. Like, hold on, I'm gonna burp. Beautiful. Bless me. Really, really, um, really precious. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm throwing it over there in the corner for it to stay in the corner over there. Um, yeah. So we just wanted to do like horseback riding, but. Uh, Jamie called a few places and they're 
Okay, no offense to people who love horses or have horses or have been around horses. Uh-oh. Horse people are very particular. particular. Yeah. And that's the perfect word. Mm-hmm. That's not the word I was going to say. That's the perfect <laughs> word, Grace. That's a more respectful word. Mm-hmm. I think. Particular. That's a good, I need to, I always forget that Put word. That that's such an index. accurate word. Yeah, it's, particular. Not, it's not offensive, but yeah. it's specific. Yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't hear him on the phone, but what Jamie said is just like, yeah, you know, I asked if we could like film with the horses and yeah. ride and film while we're riding and stuff like that. Like, obviously, we're going to fucking pay to ride the horses. Sure. And the lady says, why would you do that? Who's going to want to see that? She, and I'm like, <laughs> so she's downplaying like, her own horses. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait, you don't want like, that doesn't make sense to you me. You don't want exposure? Because is this, um, was this a, a horse riding, I don't know what you call it, ranch, farm, stable that people, the public can yeah, come to? Yeah, it was like a place where you go to ride horses. So yeah. you're- I don't think you had to like have your own horse. Sure, but by yeah. default, you're promoting this stable exactly. that like the public we, could come to. Any place like that we go to, we obviously like, we're like, this is where we are, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not just like taking advantage of them. Yeah. And also we're paying you. Right. <laughs> to, yeah. For your service. Yeah. To allow us to ride your horses. It's your business. And she said, why would people want to yeah, see that? Yeah, something like that. And it was just like- a few places were just very like particular. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be saying that. It's gonna be my new word. Um and that was just so surprising that like that it seemed like that little nook of a community of horseback riding were very like they're precious about the horses. Yeah, and I yeah. understand that. We're not gonna hurt yeah, the horses. Yeah, they don't want you to harass the horses. Oh. They don't want you to exploit the horses. Uh, you know what I actually I can't promise that Kib wasn't going to harass ex- and exploit. <laughs> Exploit the horses. In hindsight, for his maybe own gains. she had some room to stand on. She know she must have known who we were and was very she concerned. Did a quick Google and yeah, realized and like, this is a no. No, 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 no. No, no one wants to see that. Trust me, our horses suck. <laughs> um, okay. What you are you wearing a hat right now, but you still got your blonde hair going? Oh hell yeah. Barely okay. Got those frosted tips. Those frosted t- you look very um Mark McGrath. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. Is that uh, Sugar Ray? Yep. Yeah. That's <laughs> high think, praise. I think that's Sugar Ray. Yeah, that's high praise. What was the impetus for the blonde hair? Um, impotence. Impotence. Yeah, the impotence. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to do it. Uh-huh. I've wanted to do that for a while. You know, I'm like, I'm I'm still young. Was this I the first time you shit. dyed your hair? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Never dyed my hair. Um, I just was like, yeah. What's the maintenance like for you now? As a fellow brunette that dyes her hair blonde oh, you're unnatural like me yep, yep. <laughs> i'm i'm searching for something more yeah. <laughs> appealing. no it's very fun though oh it's i like fun. it and i just like the style the style of it like it's just it's mm-hmm. cool and i really like having the brown like Any come out and everything plans for future colors etc no future colors i i'd probably blo- like dye it blonde again yeah um, i might redye it like next week or something do you have tattoos yeah i have four Okay, I, this is what I was listening to on the podcast that you guys just did on the way over that um, you, I think Clay and Stephen were like, they got tattoos and they can't talk about them, their parents or something. Oh, are cons- yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they come from very conservative families? Is that the deal? No, I think that oh. Steve um, didn't want Alyssa's parents, oh, her, his, his fiance's, fiance's parents, parents to oh, okay. see it. What's even though Steve just has of? one. Well, me and him have kind of matching tattoos. Uh-huh. The, Pine tree. Oh, that's I, great. I put a little seven next to mine, but he it's, has that, but like a little bit bigger on this one. It's wildly non-offensive. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. They it's just, just a, don't like tattoos. I don't know. I just don't think that he like even wanted to deal with the what if of it. Got I don't know. it. But um, 
And then Kib, I think, was just like, because he, I think he got his first one when he was like 16. Okay. Somehow um, in prison. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a joke or not. No, it is okay. a joke. Okay. I mean, he told us a crazy story about, oh. <laughs> About the stripper? Uh, I don't. He didn't specify that it was a stripper. He told us a story about basically he his friend in Canada was it still in Canada that he like took a an adult woman home to her house and was having sex with her while his friend robbed her yep. and he didn't know. And I was like, what the what? Dude, that's the funniest fucking story. <laughs> oh, it's insane. It really like colors his whole history. Oh, I yeah. painted him as this very like. Um, cons- not conservative, but like funny, innocent, pure human. And really? I was like, you got some, you I got some he, darkness to you, yeah, son. <laughs> I think that he was just like, from what he tells me about mm-hmm. his past in Canada was like, he just came from the type of like area where all the, ki- they were all just fucking like, Degenerate. did whatever, yeah. you know, they were like, but also you get to drink when you're yeah. is drinking age 18 in Canada. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. So it's like they're drinking by the time they're 14. So yeah. it's like. Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> okay. Um, any ideas for future Sugar Pine short films? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's something that's been like. Can you talk about any of it um, or like any just general thoughts on it? Well, like there's definitely future shorts that we're going to be doing. Cool. Like for sure. That's And you had mentioned that you guys are working on music album ish mm-hmm. kind of stuff too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We, yeah, we we're doing like, we're just trying to find all those different avenues of like stuff that we want to do mm-hmm. to fulfill ourselves. And we might be making, making some changes too. Oh yeah. To the, to our content to in, like the in a good way. Yeah. We'll see. I think that's good. I think by the time this podcast is out, you guys will see. You'll have, the changes will have already been made. Yeah. Cool. I mean, um, that's, you got to kind of shake things up. I think on a personal level, just so you stay interested in making content yeah. and then on an audience level. So people get to see you guys evolve mm-hmm. and grow. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the fun thing is though, is when the audience doesn't want to see you grow. Oh, that's fun. When, when they, they don't want oh, you to change yeah. at all and they want you to remain 2010 <laughs> self for the rest of your yes. life. <laughs> Cause here's the thing that they always say about us. And I'm sure you've heard this a fucking million times. Uh-huh. Uh, this this video like they don't feel like season one videos anymore. Uh, and I'm like it's because it's not fucking season one anymore. Yeah, we fucking grew and changed. Yeah, is that guys? The most, is that the most bothersome content or comment for you? Yeah, yeah. My, my thing is like I understand. There's always like the whole. This was like a very good time in this sure contents mm-hmm. you know age or whatever the fuck. Um, I'm gonna burp again. God bless. Get it out. Take your time. And, and he threw back. up in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's like growth is the most important thing, especially uh-huh. when it comes to f- fucking art. Yep. And like life in general. Yep. You grow, you change, you have different things that inspire, you have different mm-hmm. passions, you have different desires and stuff like that. And like if things, they would also complain if it stayed exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. So there's like, there's no helping or uh, pleasing everyone. Yep. Never. Never. And like, that's just the the thing you find out first in this industry, I think, yeah. is that you will never in a million years please everyone. Even if you have just a widely regarded, amazing show that you're doing, mm-hmm. there's always going to be people that are like, well, this is very derivative of uh, something. <laughs> and it's like, well, everything's derivative of something. Yeah. No ideas. In, you're no 2019. Ideas new. Yeah. No ideas original. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you find inspiration in something and then you turn that inspiration into your own thing. Yep. Easily. A hundred percent. I totally agree with that. I also feel like 
uh, I've learned that channels are like your channel is like a teenager going through puberty. You know, like mm -hmm. there's going to be a change that happens. Like people might like the person before they're in puberty, yep. and the puberty stage where you're changing a little bit mm -hmm. is awkward, uncomfortable for yourself we're and get, the audience. We're getting some hair in places we don't know why. <laughs> yeah, the voice cracks here and there. Oh, yeah. People don't know how to like interpret it. Mm -hmm. But then you're going to end up as like this kind of like fully fledged post pubescent like adult adolescent Hopefully. person. Yeah, and then the people are going to be like, oh, cool. Mm -hmm. I like what this hatched into. Exactly. Yeah. It's just about the time and like it's unfortunate. It's interesting talking to you because I know you've been through every single possible like ups and downs or sure. whatever that even exists. Yeah. Like, like for us, we're, we've been going through kind of like a low kind of yeah. with stuff that's difficult because it's the first thing that I've ever really worked on that has been like a personal project that I'm invested in mm -hmm. that's found any like success and stuff. And so for like the things to get a little bit lower, it definitely hits you. Oh, it's the first time that things get low. Mm -hmm. It is the worst feeling because you feel out of control of yeah. your channel. And yeah. then you also feel like, oh, I slight, maybe I took for granted how great things were going. Mm -hmm. And you just imagine that this is, it's impossible for us to come down from this. And yeah. then when it starts happening, there's a total freak out moment. Mm -hmm. But that's when you need to pivot. Because yeah. I think when people, what people do wrong is they freak out and then rely on the thing that they that got them their success in the first place mm -hmm. and try to go back to doing that yeah or they stop or they stop mm -hmm. um and i think what you guys like the idea of this is not going to last forever like yeah. the pivot's going to create a new audience or generate new eyes and then also keep the eyes that really care about the growth of your channel yeah. more interested yeah, absolutely. And like that's But the amount of content that you guys put out, like yeah, that's, that's why I want to cut I want to cut that shit down yeah. for real. And I've already talked to like we all like as far as the team goes, we're all on the same page and I've already like talked to um our upper people yeah. and stuff like that. Like we can't we have to cut this down. We have to make it like just quality stuff. Yeah. Like and it'll save your brains. Like you guys will have more fun producing less but better content Absolutely. than trying to just force shit out of your brains because yeah. you have you have to yeah yeah and that's something that we hardcore learned this past year yeah is like it's everyone always says that but it's literally quality over quantity yeah like, that's the truest thing it really is and you don't you can't learn it unless you like feel it and yeah. do it and experience it and then you're like yes 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 oh, i see they were right. I, they, yes, these these things, these yeah. things. The same way people say you can't love anyone else until you love yourself. That's true. RuPaul. Maybe we should all just have RuPaul teach us how to run our YouTube channels. He's, like a, he's like a savant. Yeah. Unlike the can, algorithm. He can do everything. Okay, we're going to take one more quick break. And when we get back, we have a ton of Twitter questions and Instagram questions oh for you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The internet has spoken, and they want to know things, James. We'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Not. 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 Let's get something straight. Your teeth. Smile Direct Club straightens your teeth for 60% less than braces with invisible aligners sent directly to you. You simply go online and you book a free 3D scan at one of their smile shops or you can order an at-home impression kit. Then they'll email a preview of your new smile and once you get your aligners, one of Smile Direct Club's duly licensed doctors will check in on your progress every 90 days. Visit SmileDirectClub.com for real before and after photos from some of the 550,000 plus satisfied grinners. That's cute. They call them satisfied grinners and exclusive to you, our beautiful listeners. You can get $100 off your invisible aligners 
listeners, when you go to smiledirectclub.com slash podcast and use the offer code GRACE100, you'll also get a $25 Amazon gift card with a free 3D scan at one of our smile shops or a $25 rebate on an at-home impression kit that's $100 off at smiledirectclub.com slash podcast offer code grace 100 smile direct club.com slash podcast offer code grace 100 not, not too deep. hey guess what i'm gonna assume you said what so here we go drop is a free app that gives out cash rewards for the shopping you do every single day you link your debit and credit cards when you sign up you select the stores you shop with the most and you earn points each time you spend there you can redeem points for gift cards to places like amazon sephora lululemon and many more with drop you can earn and redeem from brands that are entirely relevant to you and your preferences you're able to earn across a number of brands so you can accumulate points quickly, especially since the brands you're earning points from are the ones you spend with every day. It's easy to link your cards and then earn points whenever you spend. The app works in the background to recognize your transactions and reward you for those purchases every time. As someone that, you know, isn't most fond of human interaction, to be able to be encouraged with points and rewards to shop online as I normally do every day, this is perfect. And for a limited time, if you head to the App Store or Google Play and sign up for Drop using my code GRACE, you'll receive a $10 Starbucks gift card right away. What a treat. Make sure you link a debit or credit card to the app when you sign up to redeem your reward. We're back with James. Hey. Formerly SourceFed. Currently. Formerly SourceFed. Currently SugarPine7. Um, okay, we have a bunch of Instagram and Twitter questions, but before we get into those, I'm going to ask you the two questions. I ask every guest that's on the podcast, and the first is who? Okay, al- shoot. <laughs> okay, who- there's like a delay between us. <laughs> okay, go. Uh, who alive or dead would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Cold spaghetti at? Mm-hmm. Like it's cooked, but then it's had time to cold- be cold. Yeah. Yeah. My father. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. No, I've I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think that I would ever do that in general. Sure. I mean, this is, these are hypotheticals. Totally. Yeah. But also they can become realities. It's just up to you. Okay. I can't control I'll what you do from mind. here. Okay, mind. I'll talk to, to the um, police. I'm going to take father as your final answer mm-hmm. and um, continue on with no follow-up questions as to why. Uh, okay. The other- well, it all started when I was... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the other question I ask every guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or like close call, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you can only use three words or three small phrases. So mine is college jogging front lawn. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not following. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank God no one was following me at the time. Okay. <laughs> Thought, fart, wasn't. <laughs> That is a common theme is on it? these. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, um, they'll people, sneak up on you. Yeah. Um, people have said, don't trust the fart. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that I think is. Especially when you have diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> it's Especially okay. I caught you, it. <laughs> Especially caught when it. you have uh, debilitating food poisoning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't trust the fart. Um, okay. Let's get into. I usually take a bunch of Twitter questions, but I asked cool. Instagram for one of the first times, and it's there's so many really? for you. Yeah. Um, I know. <laughs> sorry, you're popular, dude. Um, someone wants to know when you were an assistant at SourceFed, did you ever believe the internet would take you this far? No, truly. Really? I had no like 
Was SourceFed like kind of like the educational grounds for internet for you? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know shit about this industry. Like I still don't, but I know more than I did. But yeah, um, that was literally just to get a full time job in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Burping again. God bless. Good luck. <laughs> These are getting progressively. Yep. I knew I shouldn't have been drinking La Croix. Um, but I had no like plan as to like, I'm going to do YouTube or I'm going right. to do something with that, with that space in order to like build my career. Mm -hmm. It just happened that way. And yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Like it's an amazing thing to have like a big support of an audience like that. Yeah. You know, but do you, cause there's, it's interesting because there's, I feel like two different types of creators, creators that haven't finished college or started never mm -hmm. finished or just never went and then creators that have the advice for people do you have specific pieces of advice for people that are getting out of school that want to get into the entertainment world at all is it like just try do it yeah i think it's literally just there are ways to like get your foot in the door mm -hmm. in a very base level and i think that the, that's the most important thing is to just get your foot in the door yeah no matter what it is because if you truly want to work in the, in this industry or the entertainment industry in general, regardless of what, you know, particular, uh, position, if you get your foot in the door, you start networking, you start meeting, like meeting people that were in the exact same place you were mm -hmm. at one point. Like it's, you, you can't just sit at home and like dream. I hope it comes to you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it could, but it probably won't. Yeah. Dream though. Absolutely dream, but don't just dream. Yeah. Like do something about it. I also think that you guys and with like Valley Folk do it really well where you align yourself with the people that have a similar point of view and a similar like sense of humor. Yeah. And then you go from there. I yeah. think surrounding yourself with people that creatively inspire you and like Absolutely. support you is yeah. hugely important. It's so much easier said than done to find those people. Yeah. But once you do, it's like, don't let them go. Mm -hmm. it, it truly is that like find people that inspire you and are like-minded but also find people that challenge you yeah like steve is such a like creatively talented person in so many ways like musically like um just with storytelling he's he, he it might take a little bit to get those things out of him sure but if he's in the right space he'll create something that's just like holy shit yeah and that inspires me like to just work harder and, and look more inward in myself and be like, what, what are these things that I know so that I can develop them and stuff like that for mm -hmm. whatever project. And it's like that motivation where it's like, they're challenging you, but they're also motivating you to like do better. Yeah. Like that. yeah. I think have, this sounds maybe negative, but I don't mean it this way. Like have friends that seem threatening in a way, like creatively yeah. threatening that they're so good that it makes you want to mm -hmm. be as good as they are. Yeah. I usually just physically threaten them. <laughs> Yeah, I've sent so many ransom notes to my friends and like it, the books that they write based on them are really oh like New York Times bestsellers. Yep. It's really impressive. Some of them have movie deals from it. Yeah. Um, someone wants to know, are you becoming more interested in making music versus directing? Um, I'd say that directing's here and then music's just a little below getting climbing, it's just climbing. But like directing is still my passion. Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing that I want to end up doing. Yeah. Um, and so do you want to direct like feature films? Yeah. Oh, cool. I want to be like a feature film director. Um, I want to write, but I haven't put enough effort into writing since college to like yeah. 
that I feel like that's grown necessarily. You've been busy. Yeah, I've been very busy. And that's <laughs> the thing is like also when you're when you're working on stuff and it becomes like a job, um, try to make every step work towards your goal. You know mm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's why we want to get back into like making more short films and stuff like that because and now like cutting down on content a little bit like we want to do. Um, we're going to have more of that time on the side. Yeah. Because like, we're all, we all want to do film. We all want to do like the big leagues, you know? Right, right, right. And and you're going to lose that time by spending all of it making the short form content that's yeah. burning your brain out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't, like, I wouldn't have any time to even think about ideas and stuff like that. And yeah. Like, with music, um, I, I've gone like full, like kid genius mode <laughs> with this with this music shit like oh yeah um, wait what don't you have an alter ego rap name what was the thing that you instagram with tattoos all over your face oh what was that oh that's aka ak-47 the god yep yep yeah just rolls off the tongue <laughs> yeah yeah what is this explain this to people um, that don't know that's not well <laughs> so we did this sketch my favorite sketch we've ever done yeah um, where it was just like parodying like the Genius Verified videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we were like a a band, like a super group mm-hmm. called Four One One. Yep. Like four, mm-hmm. and then one like W O N. Yep. <laughs> and then one like O N E. Yeah. So like Four One One. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was the rapper of the group. Yep. And uh, AKA AK Forty Seven the God, <laughs> but my Christian name is Bartholomew Two. <laughs> it's so stupid it's so stupid but it's like so funny it's great and like to me like that sketch that we made was just like the most cohesive thing that we had made in so long and we all were so like happy with it after it was made because it was it looks just like those genius videos in every way shape and form yeah it was just like amazing um Will these characters be making more appearances? Potentially. Okay. Okay. Potentially. You don't have to spoil anything yeah. for us. We we know we potentially might be developing an entire series based on it. Well, fuck. Okay, exclusive. They're definitely doing an entire spin-off series with these characters. Grace doesn't know, but I'm lying. Oh, uh, I take no. lying as full truth. <laughs> um, someone wants to know what's the dumbest thing you've ever done that didn't end up in a sketch? I feel like you guys use a lot of the things that you shoot. Um, I, I don't yeah. imagine that there's much on the cutting room floor. I can't floor. think of anything that's like really stands out as like maybe I did something super stupid and then our editor didn't put it in the video or something. <laughs> yeah. But there's definitely like jokes or different little bits that are cut out just for the sake of time because we don't want to put out right. you know, like 15, 20 minute videos every day. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything specifically. I'll come back to that. Sure. Yeah. Or Keep I'll forget it about it. Or forget about it. Someone's no best awkward middle school story. You were perfect in middle school. Impossible to find a story. You were the coolest kid in town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so cool. Oh, but also going think. along with this, someone's no, have you ever been given a wedgie? No. Okay. Never been given a wedgie. Uh, most embarrassing. Or most awkward thing in middle school? It can be high school, too. High school. It could be college, too. Most awkward school story. We can also come back to that we'll one. come back to it. Someone's to know, when are you bringing back Freestyle Friday? I don't know. Is this something you did? I yeah, imagine I, I it's exactly like, what it uh, sounds like. Exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. I did just, like, little things, like, months and months ago, where I would just, like, try to freestyle over a beat and stuff like that just work on like it. for real yeah okay yeah i'm really like i'm really into hip-hop and that's like the kind of music that i'm 
trying to make like because you released was it uncultured yeah and that was your first original mm-hmm. song like independently of sugar pine no it's it's sugar pine oh okay yeah steve produced that uh beat and then i rapped on it cool and, like i that's like my my thing now is like i spend so much time on fl studio like trying to learn mm-hmm. just how to produce music and it's like fully in my brain right now where yeah. like every song i listen to i'm like able to pick apart like all the different things that are going on. Oh, really? And yeah. And it's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I'm listening to music differently now, but it's mm. like with film, like since I went to film school and like have been making all this shit, like you look at TV and film differently kind of in a way. Sure. Like I never want to get to the point where like I can't enjoy or be entertained by that shit anymore, but right. it's it's cool to like understand like the technical things that were done mm-hmm. in certain songs. You have a different way of analyzing it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, with that, someone was asking about what your college experience was like. It was cool. Yeah. Um, it was weird. It was interesting. Like it was great. I, as far as like, once I got into all film, uh, classes and that was like my total focus, it was amazing. Yeah. It was best. Like that's where I made some great friends around the like-minded people, mm-hmm. um, made really cool shit. Cause like we were all just, I had this group like, in the film program and we were all like really good friends and we would always work on projects together. Oh, cool. Even if one of us weren't in the class, we'd be like, come work on this project with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we, we were all just so down to like experiment the fuck out of shit. Yeah. Like we did this. Well, you have uh, nothing to lose at that point. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't just like, let's just make like, there's having a conversation. <laughs> it was like, no, we did this one where we, it was called after. Okay. And it was about this uh, guy who overdosed. It's like a short film. Yeah, it's like a little short. It, this guy who overdosed. We shot it on uh, film, too. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was nuts. Where the fuck is that? I, have to find I was going to say, is it online anywhere? Um, No. Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe there's space if you find it to put yeah. it on the internet. <laughs> um, So it's about this guy who, like, uh, overdoses. And then he, it's like he's floating through, like, different parts of his life. And we shot it all like, like practically. retroactively going back. At- kind of like Enter the Void. Okay. But not that intense. Sure. Like we had, because I acted in it too. And like, I was like on a dolly, like on a track, like going through the house. Uh-huh. Like, and there were these other scenes set up and it was all like, it was cool. That's cool. Yeah. We just were like, let's just go all out and like try this crazy shit. And shooting on film is difficult. Yeah. It's very what's, hard. What's for people that don't know, like how, what's the difference between shooting on digital versus film um so digital you usually have a lot of auto settings if you're not like super in tune with like what the difference like f-stop or iso is and stuff like that sure um but with film unless you're using like a top of the line camera which Mm -hmm. we weren't we were using like an old resr2 which is from like the early 90s okay um you have to have everything perfect going into it and or or you're fucked or you can't correct it after the point yeah no not in the same way at all like the exposure is extremely important mm-hmm. and like even just changing like the film out and putting like a new roll in, it has to be in complete darkness. Whoa. But there's usually like this bag that you put the camera in. Uh-huh. It's like this big ass like leather bag and you're in there and you have to do it all by hand without seeing it and like take the thing out, put it in, load it, like oh, lock really? it and close it and shit. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. I'd it's... like to see a digital film of someone changing out actual film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. But then you're just taking out the SD card and yeah. putting in another SD card. <laughs> Would you shoot on film again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you prefer yeah. it? No. No. <laughs> no. I but I have like 
I only shot, I think, three things on film. Okay. Um, but I would love to. Like, I have such a respect for the filmmakers around today that are, like, very adamant on still using film. Like, Quentin Tarantino, Christopher Nolan. Mm -hmm. Like, they're very much so, like... Chris Nolan, your old bud from yeah, Arclight. Yeah, no, we know each other from <laughs> up at Arclight, yeah. <laughs> Is there someone that you would fanboy over seeing now that you haven't ever seen in Hollywood yet or at an event or anything? Probably many. Yeah. I don't know if I'd ever fanboy. I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. Like, especially if it's somebody that I respect a lot for their work, mm -hmm. I would like f try to figure out a way to just have a normal conversation with them. Yeah. Um, Present yourself as a human being to yeah. another human being. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty cool thing to do. <laughs> I um, hear that works for some people. <laughs> I think probably Martin Scorsese, if I ever saw oh. Marty. <laughs> You referred all of these uh, A-list yeah, celebrities. Yeah, Chris Nolan, Chris. Chris Nolan. <laughs> Just their, you know, casual mm -hmm. bro names. Um, someone wanted to know for you and Clay, what's the worst hair choice that you've made in the past that you wish you could undo? Oh, so at the end of senior year in high school, uh -huh. this might be the awkward Okay. Moment. But this it wasn't really awkward. It's more so just like looking back, I was like, why the fuck was my hair like that? Okay. I Because I have very like thick hair. Sure. So when it grows long, it becomes thicker. Okay. <laughs> it and, becomes like yeah, you know? a romance novel cover. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I just wanted to like have kind of like, I was a huge stoner Sh in high school. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just wanted to have like longer hair. Yeah. You know, just like you wanted luxurious wavy yeah. hair, but looking back on it, no, 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 <laughs> uh, 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 it was not. It was just like a lot. It's <laughs> like a lot of hair. Do you have photographic evidence no. of this? Deactivated oh. my Facebook because of it. Oh, really? <laughs> no, not because of that. <laughs> because of other reasons. <laughs> um, so wants to know: Have you ever left a show, theater, movie, etc., early? Have you ever walked out of a movie? I almost did. What movie? I almost walked out of Mother. Oh, really? I've never seen it. Have you guys seen Mother? Yeah. yeah. Did you guys both almost walk out of it? Yeah? No. Did you like it? Did you oh, like we're it? half, we're, we're split. You liked it? You hated it. Yeah. We're split down the middle. Okay, it's a two to one vote on good versus bad. Well, What, in, what about it did in, you... In the, in the quickest way possible, I'm Christian. Uh-huh. And that movie, disgusting. Disgusting. As far as like... Um, it's interpretation of like Christianity? Christianity in the Bible. Yeah. Interesting. It was just like, um, aggressively blasphemous. Okay. Yeah. And it, Darren Aronofsky is like a very, uh, outward critic of Christianity. Uh huh. And so I don't think that's a story for someone like him to tell. Yeah. Um, especially when like, like there are certain aspects of it that were interesting, but I just think like it, it's so like visceral mm -hmm. and it attacks your senses and has you on the edge of your seat. Like very much so like invested in what's going on because uh -huh. you don't know what's going on. Right. And then for me, when the point came where it was like, oh, fuck, this is what this is. Oh. It was, it affected me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I felt like I was. Uh, like offensively? Yeah. Yeah. Like I just felt like all my emotions were like very invested in this right now because it was, it's very like compelling mm -hmm. the way, the way he shot it and everything. It's very like right in Jennifer Lawrence's face. Like yeah. you don't know what the fuck's going on. And it got there and then I don't remember exactly the moment, but like I was kind of like getting the gist of what was going on and I was like, oh fuck. And I felt like this like anxiety oh, yeah. just like reached up and I was like, oh fuck. Oh no. <laughs> this isn't what I wanted from this and now I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I almost walked out, but I was like, fuck it. I'm already here. I'm sitting. And then I, and then there's, yeah, you've seen it. You all know. Yeah. It's just, there's some things and just, especially once you know what it's about and the metaphors of everything and the way that they show it, it was just so in your face. Yeah. Like. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Not well, a fan. I have no reference point for it. So, yeah. um, but I'll yeah. take your word for it. I mean, watch it if you want. Uh, well, not with that critique. <laughs> it's just <laughs> look. I watched Hook for the first time the other night, so it, it takes a lot for me to get to a movie. Rufio, Rufio, uh, yeah, I had no idea. Dude, I thought people Rufio. chanting that were just like sports fans, and it was like some basketball player that I never knew of. My whole life. Oh yeah, Rufio and the Hornets. <laughs> yeah. Also, okay. No, I could talk for a while, but my critiques of Hook, but we won't get into that. This is about you. I think not Hook me. was very interesting for um, like that the, kind of story. Rufio got stabbed by an adult in front of all these Spoiler kids. Spoiler alert. Spo- sorry, y'all. Uh, and none of the kids seemed to care. They were all like, oh, cool. Okay, look, we'll move on. And then also Tink, this adult woman, finally became a big and revealed her love for the other fellow adult man. And he was like, you know what? Rain check on that, but also not rain check. Like forever, no. See ya. And then she's just left by herself. Yeah. So anyway... Someone wants to know, what are... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just saw it. (laughs) Look, I'm firing all cylinders about it. I'm heated about it. Uh, What are you glad uh, that changed about yourself since starting Sugar Pine 7? Um, I definitely feel just more confident in the work that I make. Really? Yeah. Yeah? Like, despite, you know, views going down and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. those kind of ups and downs, I just feel like once you make a lot of something, you become more confident in what it is Mm -hmm. and more... Comfortable, like experimenting. I feel another burp coming on. See, this is a bodily experiment right now. Your body's experimenting with gaseous pressures. And we're good. There you go. (laughs) I suppressed it. Um, Yeah. And like more comfortable experimenting with different things and trying new things. And, um, you know, just more confident in myself and my abilities. And yeah, yeah. I mean, Clay said kind of the same thing. I'm really excited for you guys because I feel like even though there is what, you, you know, numbers are decreasing or declining or whatever i think that's an opportunity for you guys to kind of let go and not care so much about that and yeah. fully experiment and yeah. try new things and realize like the true fans are going to stay with you and be Absolutely. excited for you mm-hmm. and then you're going to feel more confident and excited and fulfilled in whatever you create and that'll bring new people to you yeah. so i think you guys are at a really cool like pivoting moment yeah which is really exciting to see what you guys do yeah i, f- I feel like uh it's either it's one or two things are going to happen, <laughs> and I won't say what they are. Uh-huh. But. Well, I'll, we'll leave it. Uh, you guys can try to guess what two things are going to happen. There's going to be a throuple marriage between the three of you, or um, you know, a, a three person murder. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? And it becomes one giant game of Clue. Or we become the first ever actual human centipede. Ooh, yeah, unironically. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, And we've actually talked about this, the exact placement of everyone. Oh, what place are you? So I'm A. Oh, you're the head. Yeah. Oh. Steve's B. Oh, he, yeah. And then Kib's C, but he's turned around, so they're asked to ask. So they're asked to ask. So Kib, Kib and I both don't have to go ask to know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think this is worth exploring for you guys, you know? Who yeah, cares actually, about the numbers yeah. going down? Yeah. You guys do what makes you happy. <laughs> yeah, Steve's actually animating it right now. Perfect. That's really great. Cinema 4D. <laughs> like super realistic. <laughs> um, James, we reached the end of the podcast, cool. but before you go, we want to give you the gift that every guest gets for giving us their time. It's what? a personalized fortune cookie just for That's you. That's so cool. You can open it. You made it. this? Mm, we bought the fortune cookies. The fortune we might have created. <laughs> <laughs> He's so strong. 
Oh, it's long. Mm-hmm. Huh. It says, get fucked, four eyes. <laughs> we like to neg our guests. Sorry, that's my favorite line from Shaun the Dead. <laughs> You've been sleepwalking as AKA AK-47 the God, and therefore there are two arrest warrants out for him in Arkansas and Kansas. Please do not go back there. Well, there you go. So all your fans. I have fans, to make a call. <laughs> you got to change your life tour. Thank you so much for having <laughs> yeah, me, Grace. Thank you this for has having, been so fun. Thank like, you for being here. Where thank can you be, for having you. Thank you for having me have you. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you, Sugar Pine, all the stuff you guys are up to? Um, you can find me at James DeAngeliz with a Z mm-hmm. um, on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Sugar Pine 7, youtube.com slash Sugar Pine 7. <laughs> And then at official SP7 on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah. Sweet. You guys should check them out because obviously they have a lot of great stuff in the works and things are changing and evolving and developing and it's going to be great. So um, thanks again, James. We'll see you you guys. Thank you, Grace. Of course. We'll see you guys next time. Another episode Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Hey, get get home safe, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. deep. With Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer and edited by Melissa D. Monts, writing by Diane Kang, production assistance by Katrina Henning, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music.